0: Welcome back to the show. We filmed this one out at Chervín's spot in Laguna, and he uh, will be back on the podcast next week. This episode was filmed outside, so you might hear one or two airplanes, helicopters, or some people on parasails, whatever the hell that shit's called. Uh, We couldn't pass up an opportunity to be outside in nature with a view of the Pacific Ocean. Many of you know I'm from California, and it was awesome making my way back out west. Uh, just just a fantastic interview. Jerry is a dude who's a lot like me. He's just older. He's, he's been through the ringer. He's got a lot of miles on the car. And pretty much, you know, in his life, prior life in Big Oil, was like the Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, it's just fascinating to hear his story. It paralleled a lot with the documentary, I Am, which, of course, I brought up before and bring up again on this one. Just an incredible story. And, and really, to see his progress moving through uh, what I would consider bad drugs and chasing things that do not bring you happiness into plant medicines and Working with different tribes and different communities all across the globe, uh, Jerry's got a hell of a story for you guys. He's also got fantastic products that we're going to give a fat discount to. So check it out in the show notes, and you'll you'll see that there. Um, feel free as well as GAC. So really cool stuff you'll get to find out about. This episode is brought to you by C60. It's my new favorite health hacking tool. C60 Purple Power. C60 is Carbon 60. And it is a super antioxidant that lifts the oxidative burden at the cellular level. It basically acts like a free radical sponge that helps you fight inflammation, boost immune function, increase energy and mental clarity naturally. My friends at C60 Purple Power have told me that I might even have, be able to recover faster from my workouts. I'm going to let you know on that. Most users notice an increase in energy and mental clarity after 30 days of daily use. A teaspoon a day is all you need added to your morning routine head over to c60purplepower.com and use code KKP for 15% off your first order or use the link below in the show notes to shop this revolutionary product. I've actually been taking this for a couple of weeks now. And even though I got pretty beat up from the flight out and the flight back, we did some stone stacking at Paul check 's painting workshop. And I didn't, get, I didn't spend much time doing yoga or opening up the body. So between the stone stacking and laying on the plane uh, in a tight box for a while with the inflammation of that, definitely feel pretty banged up. But prior to that, I've definitely felt C60 working and I have been cramming it down my throat to get back to baseline. And I certainly feel like I'm recovering much faster. Check all that out over at c60purplepower.com. Use code word KKP and you're gonna get 15% off your first purchase. We're also brought to you by Bioptimizers. Have you felt unhappy down or off lately or maybe just not your entire self? It'd be easy to blame the news or bad things going on in the world, but believe it or not, your negative feelings could actually be the cause from gut problems. You see, serotonin is known as the happiness chemical and 90% of your serotonin is created in your gut. What does that mean? It means that if your gut health is off, then you're just not going to feel as happy and positive as you normally do. When you start taking care of your gut, you'll be amazed by how much better you feel. Here's how I recommend you do that start taking CogniBiotics, the breakthrough mood enhancing formula made by Bioptimizers. This formula starts with a solid foundation of prebiotics and probiotics to support gut health and positive feelings in a safe and natural way. But it doesn't stop there. CogniBiotics, also, includes 17 powerful brain herbs to enhance mood, manage stress, and improve memory. If you think about it, Cognabiotics is almost like two supplements in one because of how it supports your mood and brain health through two different channels. And here's the best part Cognabiotics comes with one full year guarantee. So I encourage you to try it risk free and see for yourself how much better you feel. Simply go to Cognabiotics.com dot com slash kingsboo and use kingsboo ten to receive ten percent off any order. That's c o g n i b i o t i c s dot com slash kingsboo. Again, cognibiotics dot com slash kingsboo and then kingsboo ten at checkout. We'll have that linked in the show notes as well. We are also brought to you by my dudes at Lucy. It's founded by Caltech scientists who are former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative and researched and developed this product for three years. They created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that has three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy has also made a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine and cherry ice flavor. Products can be enjoyed anywhere. On an airplane flight, like I was just going out to uh, out West, at work, on the go, or even in the gym, which I personally think is one of my favorite utilizations of nicotine, all nootropics are gonna help you work out better. But nicotine is the master nootropic. Every nootropic on the planet is trying to create more acetylcholine, which nicotine happens to just fit into, like a master key or a skeleton key that fits into every lock in the house. Nicotine is that for your brain. And that can impact you in the gym, in a presentation, on a podcast, whatever whatever you're doing to be your very best. Even just reading, when you want to retain more information and be able to regurgitate it like I do on podcasts, nicotine is the the key ingredient that you're missing in your life and it stacks perfectly well with your favorite nootropics. So again, sovereignty, things like that that I'm gonna mention here in a second, all of these bode very well together. And of course, the disclaimer, uh, it does contain nicotine derived from tobacco and nicotine is an addictive chemical. I think it's absolutely fantastic and well worth it. Uh, Check that out at lucy.co, that's L-U-C-Y dot C-O and use promo code KKP at checkout for all my listeners 20% off every order that's lucy.co lucy.co promo code kkp at checkout 20% off everything in the store all right and last but not least we're brought to you by sovereignty sovereignty has created and reformulated their old supplement purpose to what's now called purpose plus purpose plus is an ayurvedic inspired super formula that tackles daily energy and peak performance that will empower and support your mind and body to achieve new levels of productivity Purpose Plus is a powerful blend of herbs and supporting constituents that energize and deliver what customers have described as Zen focus. This Zen focus is the result of a very careful combination of over 25 adaptogenic herbs, CBD and CBG, and seven clinically studied ingredients with scientifically supported synergistic supplements chosen for their support of cognition, energy, and mood. The result is focus you can feel. Sovereignty powdered supplements make a functional drink that's perfect for boosting your mood, workouts, meeting your deadlines, and studies have shown that the clinically studied ingredients in it could even boost your sexual performance. Hey-oh, this shit is awesome. Not happy with your results? They offer a money-back guarantee on your first purchase within the first 30 days of your purchase. Use code KKP for 20% off all your purchases over at Sovereignty.co. Head to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash S-O-V-E-R E-I-G-N-T-Y dot C-O slash Kyle to grab my favorite CGN. Again, that's sovereignty.co slash Kyle. And of course, you can one-click it in the show notes here to get the best nootropic slash best energy drink slash best Zen Focus product on the planet, Purpose Plus. All right, without further ado, my man, J.W. Ross. Well, it's phenomenal. We're, we're Just for the listener to know, you might hear some wind. You might hear uh, some dogs barking. And um, actually, this is good. I didn't bring a splitter, and there's no point in telling people this, but just for my own damn sake, it's not going to mess with me to hear any of this background noise. Exactly. So with that, don't with let that it, view. Don't let it mess you up. Uh, we couldn't pass on the view. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you get it. If you are just listening like most of you... You're not going to see this fantastic view of the beach here in Laguna. We're at um, my brother Sharvin's place and uh, couldn't pass up the opportunity to have you on. I first heard you with Danny Way on uh, Living 40 with Paul Check, And I'm sure that's getting a little old for some of the listeners because (laughs) about half these damn guests are coming off of Paul's podcast these days. (laughs) But um, I loved your background. I loved your story. And I love the fact that you have developed effectively by all means what is a plant medicine so i want to dive in i want to i want to um just hear from the beginning what your life was like and what led you to create this fantastic and amazing plant medicine well thank you um really what it's it
1: you know as i was talking on paul's uh podcast you know i i um Was consuming alcohol and consuming more and more alcohol. And, and, you know. When
0: when did that start?
1: It started when I was um, probably 15, 16 years old.
0: And you grew up playing football
1: out in Texas? Playing football and and competing and powerlifting and all kinds of sports. And, you know, and for um, quite a period of time, the alcohol, you know, was more positive than negative. And eventually it started being more negative than positive. And it got to the point where, you know, something had to give and, uh, the alcohol was what had to give. So, uh, and then, you know, post that it's, it, I was l- looking for something that would give me that feeling, um, but wouldn't have the negative, you know, aspects of it. And I had, um taken a trip to the Pacific Islands to Vanuatu, Tana, and I had uh, had a uh, ceremony with the village chief where we sat up all night long and uh, consumed kava, and that really stuck in my mind of, of you know, what that experience was like. Um, didn't really uh, have any, though, after that, uh, but it just always, you know, was in the back of my mind, and then when I moved to uh, southeast asia i uh came across kratom and similarly had an experience with it and uh then i got the crazy idea of trying to mix the two together and uh that was about a two-year journey of uh, trial and error it set up a lab in my house and <laughs> it um uh, for those that don't know, there's a lot of different strains of kava and there's a lot of different strains of, uh, kratom. Um, so, and they do very similar to cannabis. They do very different things. And then on top of that, when you start mixing them together, they do very different things. So it, um, it was quite a process of, uh, my wife thought I was crazy <laughs> several times, uh, the mad through, through the, the, the in the mad lab scientist two years. in the lab, you
0: know, of, uh, you know, experimenting on myself basically yeah you and it's it's uh you you hit the nail in the head, i mean there's no two ways about it. I want to rewind a little bit, talk about football and alcohol and oil money and going big and 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 all these things that eventually led you up to getting out of the country and discovering these plants
1: yeah it um you know. More so the, the weightlifting than the football. Um, I was um, run into a group of guys that uh, were um, professional powerlifters and um, all that's associated with that. And I started, you know, at a very young age, I started lifting when I was 14 and really, you know, lifted every day or did something every day since then. Um how old are you now? I am uh fifty-eight.
0: Hell yeah. Well, that's right. You're a year younger than Paul.
1: Yeah. So but um by the time I was uh junior in, in high school, I was 245 pounds and just a beast. Um it um I could remember I couldn't even get clothes to to fit me. I'd had to buy jeans, you know, size 60 and have the waste taken in. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, I was training extremely hard and, you know, eating and eat a dozen eggs every morning and eat two or three cans of tuna fish a day and just, you know, that was was my life. And then when I was, you know, introduced to alcohol, uh, I'll never forget the first drink I ever took. You know, a lot of people talk about you know, when they take their first drink, that it's not a pleasant experience. It doesn't taste good. I mean, it just, you know, it changed my life. I mean, it was just a, it was a wonderful experience. And I I felt comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. When I'd never felt comfortable in my own skin
0: prior to that. And um, I just fell in love with it. Yeah, that comfortability was a big piece for me. I started when I was 13 and didn't, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because in those moments, you, especially that, at that age, there's no real understanding psychologically why it's that enjoyable. There's a euphoria, but it's, it's that the ability to feel safe in an environment, the ability to feel like I'm one with everyone around me. You know, we're all looking for altered stakes of consciousness where right. we, we, can, we can just snap through the, the negative monkey mind that's always worried about what other people are thinking of us, especially in school, Right. you know? And um, the ability to bond and connect with one another. I mean, that's why alcohol is the world's drug. Exactly. Right? Caffeine is the world's drug. But these, these things don't leave us more whole than when we started. It's,
1: it's interesting in the process of, of doing all this in my travels around the world is you have um, kratom in Southeast Asia. You have kava in the Pacific Islands. You have coca in Central and South America. And you have Kana in Africa. And then you have alcohol in Europe and China. And all this started, you know, thousands of years ago. They're all used for the same purpose. But the alcohol is the only one that's highly processed. And that's the one really, from a physical standpoint, uh, can cause the most problems. I mean, an example would be coca leaves. Coca leaves are fine. I mean, you've got people in Central and South America that are in their late 80s and been chewing them all their life and no adverse effects. But you take that and make cocaine out of it, extract it, and it's a whole different thing.
0: Yeah, they're using gasoline to extract it. It's it's. I have a lot of experience with both coca and cocaine. So, going so do to I. ASU. So do I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I want to dive into your party days for sure. Yeah. But... um you know, being at Arizona State, playing football, having access, and it's it's real easy when cocaine's free. Or or if you're making the yep. big bucks and it's you nothing about to you, you know, it's it's like it's an expensive habit, but none of it's free. And uh, I think about all the sleepless nights, all the fucking remorse, all the mistakes from that medicine. And then I think about Mambay, which is dried coca leaf and has every other alkaloid, every other terpene, Right. And and in right relation, the way nature made it, exactly right. Like I've taken a fucking nap with mambe in my mouth. There's yep. no there's no naps on any level of cocaine. Exactly, you know, it's uh, restorative. It tastes like green tea. You know, like you, you're getting all these polyphenols and catechins, and and the body's harmonizing, harmonizing with that, and it's used. With purpose, you know, it's growing at altitude. Right. It allows people to get rid of the altitude sickness and, and traverse mountains and hike Machu Picchu and do the damn thing. Like it, it's, it's, there's a synergy built into the land when we understand what's being created there and yeah. how to work with it. And that's lost when we, when we just select one little active ingredient. You know, anytime you mess with Mother Nature,
1: it's usually the results not very good.
0: Yeah, yeah, We, I mean, I know I've mentioned on this podcast before, but when they took THC from cannabis and they said, this is the one, this is the thing that gets you high, and they made Marinol, which was synthetic. All the cancer patients that were given synthetic THC were like, fuck this, I'd rather smoke flour. Not realizing the full benefits of all the other terpenes and alkaloids and CBD and CBG and CBN and everything we're understanding now scientifically, but just knowing that that's what did it. Right. The flowers, what did it? You know, not the THC. Right, and um, I think there's a, a return to that, a return to understanding plants on a deeper level and understanding the harmony of nature itself. And so, it's really fantastic that you've you've had these experiences. Bridge the gap from the oil days, partying, making tons of money, and then searching for yourself. So you know, growing up where I did in Texas,
1: um, you know most of my friends' families were in the oil and gas business. My family was not, but most of my friends were. So, um, I, right out of high school, went into the oil fields, uh, which at that time, um, you know, this was been the early, early 80s, uh, was extremely lucrative. Um, you know, just working as a, you know, physical labor on a rig uh, could make, you know, close to $100,000 a year, which was, at that time was a lot of money.
0: This was the 80s?
1: Yeah, early 80s. And, um, but, um, you know, I, I would see a lot of the, you know, the the owners come out on the rigs, of the, the actual uh, exploration companies, and would talk to them. And, you know, this was in the early 80s. It was kind of a go-go time. Cocaine really was just kind of, Coming out uh, you know and um, it was fairly open you know it's a lot of people didn't really it was before really a lot of people um, could see what was going to happen
0: yeah people were still pounding cigarettes then too
1: exactly you know exactly and um, so I started partying with you know some of these guys, and you know i I liked you know their lifestyle I mean they had you know, everything that, you know, I thought success was. Uh, they, they worked really hard, but they played really hard, too. And uh, it was exciting. And um, I got to see, you know, some of the scams going on. And, and really what got me started was I, I noticed that we were drilling some wells that actually were productive, but they would plug them. So what they were doing is they were getting their partners out, and then they would come back behind and, and release it and go back into the same wells. So I got the idea of kind of jumping that and went back in and leased some of the stuff that they had let uh, go. And um, the first two or three wells were big wells, and next thing I know, you know, I was building a company. Yeah, and And with that came, you know... Working harder and playing harder, and working harder and playing harder, and more cocaine, more alcohol,
0: more you know, more of all the above, and building wealth too. Yeah, talk about you know the 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 scale when you started to get more and acquire more.
1: Well, you know it it you um, know got to the point where you know you you're making you know. Ten fifteen million dollars a month, you know, and Damn. you're you're living in you know a seventeen thousand square foot house, and the planes, and the boats, and everything else. And uh, as I mentioned on on Paul's podcast, it, it it, but you know, with that, all the 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 alcohol use and everything else kept escalating. The, the cocaine kind of died off because it got to the point where I realized that you know I couldn't do that, and and really. Keep functioning. Um, it was just too extreme, uh, but the alcohol always—you know—I I figured out how to be a—you know—I guess—a functioning alcoholic, and um, and I, I'll never forget. I was—I was, I was uh, had a big fundraiser, had probably three four hundred people at the house, and um, I was sitting in the bedroom by myself. And uh, just had one of those moments of you know I've got all this and I'm not happy at all and um, that and then you know things started happening the alcohol then started doing some of the same things that the cocaine was you know started things started kind of unraveling and um, you know I decided to to make a big change so I uh, actually uh, I went to treatment in, uh, Atlanta. (laughs) Interesting facility because it, it, uh, specializes in, uh, airplane pilots and doctors. (laughs) So the major airlines send their pilots there and the, uh, a lot of the hospitals send their, their doctors or surgeons and stuff there, but, uh, unbelievable experience, uh, unbelievable stories of, you know, things that are going on you know, what people get themselves into. And, and, um, but it was a, it was a, um, success for me. Um, I wouldn't say it, it not so much all the therapy and all that. I mean, maybe it sets a stage, but, um, you know, we were, it was towards the, it was a 90 day, you know, inpatient thing. And towards the end, uh, we were watching the, uh, movie, uh, A Beautiful, uh, a Beautiful Mind uh, with Russell Crowe about, uh, you know, uh, Nash. Uh, that uh, And he's walking along with his, you know, arch nemesis from school and the guy said, you know, do you still see them? Because you know, he's, he's psychotic. And he looks over and of course they're walking along, you know, beside. And um, he said, yeah, I still see them, but I learned not to engage with them. Mm. And what struck me was He's no different than I am. I mean, he may have a more extreme version of it that he actually sees them. But I have these thoughts in my head all the time. And, and up until this point, if I have a thought, I think it's real. And what's the reality is, is that just because I have a thought doesn't mean it's real. Yeah. And I don't have to act on it. I don't even have to engage with it, you know, and I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about getting rid of it. I just have to learn to, to ignore it.
0: Yeah, that's such a beautiful parallel. Um, Ram Dass talks about that. He did a, a, a collaboration with my buddy East Forest who's been on the podcast, and he has a whole segment on dark thoughts, you know, and, and uh, Eckhart totally talks about this too. Um, But the, you know, the fact that we're not our thoughts, but we think we are because we grow up like just fucking the thing you think is right in front of you. you. We believe we're utilizing our minds. We're told from science that the mind stays in the brain and it pulls us back a layer when we start working with anybody who's traversed any type of spiritual understanding that we are the awareness behind that curtain. And we don't have to be on a whim to these things. It's the same meditation uh, techniques to just let stuff move. And Emily Fletcher was on the podcast. She talked about uh, the idea that has somehow impregnated all meditation schools that you can turn your mind off is as dumb as saying, I'm going to slow my heart rate down. But that's to a, to what a, I'd always thought that it was, <laughs> that, you know,
1: that you're going to be able to <laughs> go into this zone where you don't have any thought. Yeah. And, you know, it was frustrating because I couldn't do that.
0: Yeah, well, no one can. It's like saying I'm going yeah. to slow my heart rate down until it's a zero. Well, that happens when you're dead. You slow the mind down to zero when you're dead. There's no, <laughs> the, 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 the mind's job is to think, the heart's job is to beat, right? right. And obviously a lot more than that for both of them. But breaking through that, that misnomer is such an important piece because then that allows us to let stuff move. Right. I just, I just to wish turn it off, that, right? I just
1: wish that I had, uh, you had the heart fi- rope, figured brother. that out. Yeah, uh, you had
0: the absolute hard you know, road. I, I
1: say that, but, you know, it's, it's something that I've noticed. Um, I, I call it, uh, I call them paper angels. It's, you know, in my experience now as I'm getting older, um, the people that seem to have, you know, a really deep compassion and a a deeper understanding all seem to be people that have experienced some kind of traumatic event in their life. People that have not, I mean, they can be great people, but when the shit hits the fan, they don't know how to deal with it. And they're not going to have your back usually. But the people that have, you know, have already been to hell or been through hell those people, and you know, those people seem to have a lot of depth to them. So they're not what I, what I classify as paper angels.
0: Yeah, that's that's a beautiful way of looking at it. I've been thinking of that. I went through one of the hardest, the hardest, not one of the the single hardest ceremony of my life with five mEO DMT, the Sonoran Desert Toad, uh, <clears throat> in December. Just released a solo cast on it and really thinking into that, that's one of the things that I've drawn from it is, is when you reach down that deep into the dark corners of the mind and the psyche, it really has the ability to quiet the noise in life. You know, like it just, it turns the volume down on all the things that would normally stick to me or bother me or you know get me worked up i mean i effectively lost my mind for two and a half weeks and then to regain it like there's there's no greater gratitude right you know anything that comes along now it's just like oh yeah we can we can sort that we can we can work through that i can work through anything now right. but it breeds compassion
1: no doubt. but it, you know it allows you to not judge or judge less yeah uh because You look at someone and, you know, what they're going through and you're like, you know, they're just going through something. It's not that they're a bad person. You know, they're just, they're working through something just like I've had to work through things and, you know, and as opposed to just turning your back on them and walking away,
0: you know, you, you try to help. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's in their process. Everyone is becoming as we all are becoming, um,
1: so yeah, there's, there's a quote around this that I saw the other day that I really liked. I shared this with Paul. It's uh, that uh, organized religion are, are for those who're trying to stay out of hell. Spirituality is for those who've already been to hell.
0: <laughs> that's gold. Where'd you hear that? That's amazing. I
1: don't. I don't it was it was anonymous, but
0: uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's certainly certainly been. I mean, I've had pure. Divine love experiences. And then yeah, I've I've had more times in the last couple of years. And perhaps that is the, the the law of correspondence, you know, as above so below, as below so above, you know, what we see in the external world is certainly reflected in the internal. But um the the bigger house, the the gaining more has been something that's that's been on my mind because you know, I'm still working towards we, we have our first home and it's amazing. Brand new house in Austin, our family. Like we're rich in every sense of what our rich life means to us. And in, in wanting to have more land and a community and being connected to the land with our own food, water, power, sovereignty, those things, I, I know that I'm tracking that for the right reasons. And at the same time, I wonder how much is enough. You know, there's a, there's a fantastic documentary called I Am, and I've talked a bit about it on the show, probably not in a while. Uh, it's the guy who directed Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Liar, Liar, okay. and uh, a bunch of he really put Jim Carrey on the map. He's a brilliant director. And, you know, one of the things he talks about early on in the documentary, it's not a spoiler alert, but highly recommend people watch it, is that after... Ace Ventura, it took off. But that was still early in the game, you know? So he got his first place in Beverly Hills. And then uh, I think he did the mask. And then he got his second place in Beverly Hills that was even bigger. And then they did Liar Liar. And Jim Carrey was already known at that point. And he bought a $33 million home in Beverly Hills. You know, double spiral staircase coming up through the front. Scarface. Every box (laughs) gets unloaded. And right when the last box comes in, he just breaks down and starts weeping. And he realizes like, I'm not happy. No amount of money makes me happy. No house the size of anything makes me happy. What makes people happy? And he just travels the world searching through the different spiritual texts and the different masters and teachers, what brings people joy in life. And it's a really incredible documentary, but it, it, it makes me think about that. Um, and
1: it's interesting
0: because, you know, with that house,
1: you know, um, the artwork and all that, you know, I would notice that you, know, you, you buy a Picasso and you hang it on the wall and two weeks later, you never look at it again. And, you know, there's something also that, you know, that I, I figured out it's this for the first time in my life that there's a difference between admiring something and desiring something. Mm. That you don't have to own everything. In fact, it's actually better if you don't own it. And that you can get a lot more longer term you know, value out of admiring something versus desiring and have to have it.
0: Yeah, that's, it's, <laughs> this is a great parallel too. Uh, my wife and I tried, and I, I mean, it's the, labels are one thing. I don't even know what we'd classify ourselves as now, but for a period of time, we we engaged in open relationship. And, it, and you know, full circle, I've had her on the podcast was the greatest piece for me to connect back to her. Like one of the hardest challenging experiences of my life by far. And one of the things that brought us closer together than anything else. Doesn't work out that way for most people. Right. Not at all. (laughs) But to your point on owning something versus desiring it, um, I was just talking with Shervin about this. You know, the, the, the primal urge of attraction is always there. Whether you can be honest with yourself or not, that doesn't go away. Right. No matter how long you've been married, you're still attracted to other people. Most people don't talk about that, but you don't have to necessarily act on that. And and the the and you don't have to not enjoy that. Yeah, you, you, you can, don't have you to. Can, not you you don't can don't can have to admire look, it. Yeah, it's not like oh, I'm gonna get slapped if I keep looking. Like, no, man, my wife's cool. I'm not gonna get slapped for looking, and I yeah. can appreciate that. And I can be like, wow, look at that incredible form, and she can do the same with me. You know, and and we're at that place where we've always been there, actually, before any. Engagement with other people, Um, but you know, it's it's you you have the thing that you desire in those experiences, and then it's like, oh, but but there's so much missing here that isn't my person. There's there's nine years missing of work that I've gone through with my wife that have brought us to a place where she is my best friend in the whole world. You know that that's and that the the feeling of what's lacking is what remains. After orgasm, you know? It's yep. like the, all the hype and then you're like, oh shit, okay. We're, we're talking about regular things right now and, and not engaging the types of deep conversations that I have with my person, right? you know? Yeah, huge, huge learning. Um, I've engaged with learning the hard way many times in my life, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so well, we're, you make we're, it out. We're, what, we're very
1: alike in that
0: <laughs> Yeah. What drew you to... Uh, travel were you traveling the world for work at that point because I know you, you you started to shift gears jobs wise um,
1: in the oil and gas business i i started uh, I actually went to the Middle East and I spent uh, a few years um, in the Middle East uh, actually based out of uh, Istanbul, but working southeast Turkey and down into kurdistan um, and This was before things started really you know heating up. Um, and actually, um, we made good inroads in with the government in Kurdistan, and uh, got a bunch of land, and it was uh, very successful. And um, wound up selling that out before things really, you know, got uh, too crazy there. But um, you know, by then, I was starting to learn some of these things we've been talking about, and and. I started realizing that, you know, it really wasn't about the money. It was about, you know, really trying to figure out, you know, how to create, you know, some real value in life. And not just value for me, but value for, you know, everyone. And um, so I took a sabbatical and um, about a year, year and a half, and just tried to figure out, you know, what it is I was going to do. So I traveled during that period. And um, I had been exposed to migrant labor here, and also in uh, in, the, in the Middle East. And um, I noticed that um, you know they're sending money home, and the the charges and the all the you know problems they go through in sending money home, and started trying to figure out a way to um, you know do that at a at a you know, more efficient at a better rate. they take like 25% of the check, right? Yeah, it's crazy. And it's, it's, you know, Western Union is the granddaddy of all that. And it's just, you know, here are people, you know, that are not really making that much to begin with. And they're sending, you know, payments home to their family every two weeks. And, you know, some companies, you know, clipping off, you know, 15, 20% of it just for just for sending the money. And, you know, I just said this, and it's a, most people don't realize, but it's a, it's a half a trillion dollars a year that gets sent from workers back home. Wow. Um, and, um, so, I started trying to figure out a way of using technology to um, make that more efficient and faster, and, and that led to um, going to Southeast Asia, and we launched this um idea and in, in, uh, started in Vietnam. And why I was there is where I, I got uh, my first experience with Kratom. And the Kratom reminded me back of the earlier experience with uh, Kava in um, the Pacific Islands. And um, that's also where I ran across the uh, the GAC Fruit, that uh, the other product that we have. And um, so we wound up, um, one of the partners that was involved in the project there, uh, one of the larger global companies, they wound up buying that uh, business out to use the technology for another platform. And um, that's when I got into the uh, consumer package business.
0: And they never, they tabled that. They never ended up using it. Is that right? No, no but you got a nice little chunk and you're able to start.
1: Yeah, you know, it it was an interesting deal because it was my understanding they were going to take it and really, you know, leverage it and do what I really had, you know, dreamed of doing and basically what they did is they took it and put it in a box. Cuz they,
0: they they didn't want it to be. Yeah, that's tough. It's uh it, it it it's hard to understand the way the world is actually working in many regards. Uh, that's been an unraveling for me in, in all of 2020 and beyond. But um, still, one step leads you to the next. Exactly. You know, it's like the alchemist. Yeah. yeah. You know, that idea that you think you're going somewhere for one thing and it, and it sends you another pivot and you pivot and go with, you know, what the daemon is calling in. The high self leads you to the next place. And all of a sudden, that's where the medicine that's, is. That's to me, is the most
1: fascinating thing about life. Uh, as again, as I've gotten older, it's just you look back and you you see these things that you know that happen, and you're in the strangest places and the strangest people, and it's just you know you have no idea you know where this is headed, but but you know there's these things that happen, and, and they're
0: they're life changing. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about your experience with Kratom. I've been to. It's funny as I I spent two weeks, two and a half weeks in Thailand with my dad in 2010. It's right when I got in the UFC or a couple years after he wanted to, it's like, what do you really want to learn? And at that point I didn't care much for jujitsu. Should have, should have gone to Brazil, (laughs) but uh, Thailand was incredible. And, you know, I wanted to learn Muay Thai. And I was there training twice a day, rubbing liniment on. And only later did I start to find out about Kratom as, um, Really, you know, something that, that can be used for many different reasons. You know, it's, it's used for pain, it's used for energy, it can be used to, to knock you out at night. Um, but how many, people, how many people across countries in Southeast Asia have been utilizing this for such a long period of time? And, you know, really to get done some of the hardest work of the day. Some of these people are out in fucking fields for 14 hours exactly. a day. Very griping. similar to what
1: they're doing with coca leaves in Central and South America. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the main thing is the workers, they use it to get through, you know, incredibly hard days, day after day after day. Again, just chewing
0: the leaves. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool to think of, of, you know, again, talking about the, the, the power of nature and utilized in the right set and setting is going to affect us in different ways, but how that medicine comes from such a hot, place where people are a little, I mean, like, you know, Texas, it can get pretty hot in the summers, but I've I've never been outside in Texas for 14 hours a day through a summer, busting my ass in a field. that's effectively what people do year in and year out, their entire lives there to support their families. And they have this, this tool, this power plant that can help them accomplish that. And actually accomplish
1: it and, and have a, a good time doing it. Yeah. That that's what struck me is you know, actually be in a in a very happy state or a happy place. I and mean, that that's the power of, you know, the plant medicine.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And uh there's you know, th- th- there is a drive. People think like um it's funny, I've had a lot of conversations with Aubrey about this around play versus work when it comes to medicine journeys. You know, a lot of Mm -hmm. people uh, that when they first start, they get really into um, just doing the work, you know, and and it's less fun or they just tiptoe in and they're all about the curated fun experience. Like, I'm going to have a little MDMA and, you know, a microdose of psilocybin and that helps me get into my flow and dance and do things. And it's like, cool. But, you know, bridging that gap, um, there's, it's still okay to want to shift your feeling, to shift your mood into a good way. We do it all the time with coffee and caffeine, right? Exactly. Like, every, I want to gear every up day. a little bit. Yeah, I want to yeah. pick me up. I want to be vibrating high while I'm getting through my workday. Any of these things, nicotine, fantastic. Fan- Tobacco is a fantastic nootropic. Uh, and there are versions of it that are far better than other versions of it, right? right? But, um, you know, speaking of that, like, most plant medicines people are consuming, it's, it's with the work in mind, you know, or it's, it's on the light side just for the feeling of it. And people get real sticky about which one is the right way, which one isn't the right way. They're all the right way. Yep. They're all okay, right? Yep. And if you obviously, if you've been doing nothing but healing and working on yourself, there's some other quadrants to get to right. to bring back joy and actually harmonize that. And if you're only searching for a good time, it's likely you got to focus on responsibility, getting shit done, creating yep. in the world, and uh, perhaps healing some of those reasons you're leaning on things. But the the beauty of of this in particular is that, I've, I mean, I've tried a lot of different kratom. I've tried, I haven't tried a ton of different kava. You know, it's interesting. Like when you pointed out the different strains, um, it made instant sense to me. I mean, there's, there's 100, 118, I think, different forms of psilocybin mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, all of which have different properties. You know, I had I had an experience with kava when I was playing junior college football in uh, Mesa Community College. We would go on these 10-hour bus rides to Snow, Utah or to Roswell, New Mexico. And I was the only white guy on the D-line. It was all Polynesian guys. Right. And because I was on the D-line, they'd still let me sit in the back of the bus with them. Right. And they'd grab these five-gallon drums, of the Gatorade containers from the training room and mix kava in it. So on the 10-hour ride, we're just hammering kava and busting each other's ass for 10 hours. (laughs) And we'd wake up the next day and and play like a million bucks. Exactly. You know, we'd be super well rested. I was like, holy shit. Like you can get, you know, have an amazing experience, a connected experience and feel that good. And I, I don't even know still to this day what that strain was. But, you know, thinking about the, what you must have accomplished in the lab, testing out different strains at different strengths together to create this is is a really cool thing to understand for me because of the fact that like I've some most Kratoms for me miss the mark. They're not doing what I want them to do. And with feel free, I feel it doesn't matter when I take it, pre-workout, first thing in the morning like I did for this podcast, or before bed. I still feel the benefit and I accomplish what I want to accomplish.
1: It really is interesting because um just like you, Kratom by itself doesn't really do, you know, I mean, it's okay, but it doesn't do really what I, you know, would want it to do. Uh, the Kaba is probably closer to that, but the Kaba doesn't quite get everything that I'm after either. But when you mix the two of them together, which, um, I, I don't know where that came from. I mean, I, no one's ever really mixed them together before, and I just, I got the crazy idea of trying to... Uh, Marry the two together, and um, it became kind of a a quest to to figure it out. And um, you know, it's either one of the the active ingredients by themselves won't do anything near what the two of them together do. And but you know, for me, that experience is is kind of what you described with the Cave with the is, it's just, you know, it's a wonderful experience. You can do it anytime. It's not limiting. It's not inebriating. And you wake up the next, you, you actually, you sleep deeper. You have more vivid dreams. You wake up the next day and you're fine. And it's like, it's got everything that I wanted, but, you know, but getting rid of all the other that, uh,
0: that I, you know, that I didn't want. Yeah, it leaves you, one of the rules of thumbs on on that I've talked about before is, you know, good drug versus bad drug. Bad drug is going to leave you, it's, you're basically paying for the experience on credit. You're yep. going to be in debt the next day and maybe the next two, three days or two weeks, depending on how hard you go. And a good drug or a good plant is going to leave you more whole than when you started. You know, there's, you're not going to get, there's no takeaway from it that's on the negative side. Right.
1: And I think a big part of that is is that um unlike any of the other shots that are on the market currently, we don't do extracts. So what's in the product is just the ground up root and the uh ground up uh leaf. And I, I think when you start getting into the extracts is when you know, you have to be careful.
0: Yeah, you start missing out on key components or Maybe it favors one of the alkaloids or something yeah. a little differently. And, and it's not going to be cocaine, but it certainly might miss out. Right. Might miss out on some of the good properties in there. Have you guys looked into some of the different uh, alkaloids and terpenes within these plants yet? Have you, have you started to dive in? Not really. Um, I'm, I'm super curious. You know, like I, I'm going to have a guy, Len Mayon, who's doing... Um, he could take your raw data from 23andMe... And now there's enough science on the genetics of cannabis to see like how that's going to fit with you. Oh, that's like, cool. Like, yeah, so you could have yeah. like, this particular flower is going to give you this type of experience, great for nighttime, great, or, you know, don't mess with any of these strains because it's it's got the ability with your DNA to, you know, give you a panic attack or uh, increase the pain, you know, the, the pain that you feel in the body. A lot of people talk about that with cannabis. I think Danny mm-hmm. Wade talked about that, yep. Yep. you know, his... and. Actually, the opposite of what you would want. Yeah, exactly. Like you become more conscious of your pain. The pain signal actually heightens. Yeah. Um. So that that's fascinating to me. But I'm, I'm, you know, I, I geek out on the the science of plants and and our understanding of them and and figuring out more and more in, in the ways we can utilize them and work with them. So it's really cool that you've done your tinkering and let your soul guide you to create this amazing product. Talk about gak fruit. I'm not familiar with it at all. I actually haven't tried your gak fruit.
1: So the gak fruit is a. Um, it's a melon. Uh, it grows on a vine, uh, grows throughout Southeast Asia, ma- mainly in Vietnam though. Um, it, um, you go out into rural Vietnam and pretty much every house will have this, uh, fruit growing up over a bamboo lattice and they make what they call soy out of it, which is a red sticky rice. It has a very red vibrant color. It's, it's, um, it's very oily. Um, but you know, they're, they're living on basically you know, $2 a day and not, uh, not a whole lot to eat in a lot of cases. So they're getting a lot of their nutrition from this, uh, this fruit you know, mixed with the rice. And it has some incredible uh, healing properties to it. It's probably, from what I can tell, it, it's the most nutritiously dense fruit or vegetables there is. Um, and, it's, and it doesn't have any sugar.
0: So yeah. it's uh it's got a higher fat content similar to like a coconut or avocado.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a it uh it's loaded with carotenoids. You know the lutein, uh lycopene, all of that. But it's it's rare for a, a, a fruit like that that it also has the fatty acids with it. Uh, so it's extremely highly bi- bioavailable.
0: Yeah, that's that's something that people miss out on. They think of. Um, you know, carotenoids like uh, orange and the sweet potato or a carrot, red and, you know, lycopenes and things like that and tomatoes. And uh, there is something missing there because a lot of these are fat soluble, you know. It's well, like what's people interesting take these in an empty stomach and you need fat yeah. for that to get into the body. What's interesting is, is that,
1: um, you know, in in Asia, the public is very well educated on carotenoids. Here, what I found was that when you ask people if they know what they are. They've never even heard of them before. Um, and, you know, understanding how important they are for your body. You know, there's 50, or 60 different carotenoids. Um, and how, you know, each one of them does different things for you. You know, lutein, ZSA thing, coat the retinas of your eyes and keep your eyes from uh, being affected by a blue light, an ultraviolet light. Um, they also coat inside your skin do the same thing for your skin lycopene for men it's probably one of your best uh, defenses against prostate cancer um and then the issue of our produce chain and the way that produce is all (laughs) picked green yeah carotenoids don't develop until the very end of the ripening cycle of, of fruits and vegetables and um an ex- example of that is you can take a peach and leave it on the tree, and it'll turn a very iridescent orange red. You can pull it off when it's green and set it on the counter, and it'll still turn, you know, kind of a yellowish uh, color. But it'll never look like it did on the tree. And the reason for that is is carotenoids are plant pigments, and those that iridescent sheen that you're seeing is, is, the, is the carotenoids. And it's developing you know, in the skin of the, of, the, of the peach in that example, and it's protecting the fruit just like it does in, in your body. And um, we, there's actually, uh, we have a scanner that um, a doctor of the uh, University of Utah developed that tests carotenoid levels. We tested about ten thousand people over a period of time in Southern California, and eighty-five percent of them had less than fifty percent of what they should have. And I, I think it's the cause of a lot of you know issues that people are having. And it's interesting because we would ask people about their diets, and you'd have people say, "Well, I'm eating all this, and that's how healthy I am," and but. They would still test low, and it's because they're getting all their produce from the grocery store, and, yeah. and none of it, you know, it has some of the other uh, nutrition in it, but it doesn't have the carotenoids, or it doesn't have the levels that you need really to, you can't eat enough of it. Yeah. And the beauty of the gawk fruit is it it's like extremely um, supercharged with it. So an example like lycopene it has 70 times more lycopene than tomatoes. Beta carotene, it has 10 times more beta carotene than carrots. And it just goes on and on and on. So, it's just a little powerhouse.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chuck talked about that. I remember going to HLC1. His uh, second wife, Angie, taught it for the first time. It was back in 2012 up in the Bay Area in San Francisco. And they talked about that, one of the core principles of why you eat the colors of the rainbow. But still, yep. to your point, like if it's not fresh, you know, if it's not coming from the farmer's market or you didn't grow it, it's likely not going to have that. One, another point I wanted to make too, um, that I think will be super interested in trying it for myself is when, when I was in product development on it, we were looking into lutein and zeaxanthin and some of these other things that are related to eye health as a potential benefit for nootropic because the eyes are directly related to the brain. In fact, Andrew Huberman, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, he he runs the Huberman Lab at Stanford, basically said in development, the eyes are the brain and that the brain literally gets pushed through your skull in development that becomes the eyes. It's the same tissue that comes from the brain. So they're directly interrelated with one another and things that improve eye health improve cognitive function at the same time. Well, I think also,
1: you know, most of us are exposed to a lot more blue light than what our you know, ancestors were. Um, and it's, again, from what we're seeing is most people don't have even half the level of protection that they should have, and they're, they're staring at a screen all day. And no wonder you're seeing higher rates of cataracts, macular degeneration, people younger are starting to develop those things. More people are having just, you know, all kinds of issues with their eyes. Nearsightedness. It's because they're, they're basically burning their eyes out.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I think uh, Aaron Alexander, who actually doesn't, <laughs> might be able to, see, I don't think we can see Santa Monica from here, but he's somewhere. I can feel his presence somewhere up the coast here. Uh, he talked about that in, uh, in his book, you know, th- how we combat some of the modern world. Obviously there's blue block glasses. I've got, you know, um, Amber bulbs and red light bulbs and things like that throughout the house for the evening once the sun sets that 's it and If we do watch something we 'll throw on the on the blue block glasses, even got some for for bear from uh, raw optics but um, the idea that if we 're so close to the screen, we have to offset that in some way right. you know so like looking off in the distance at this horizon here is super beneficial, looking up at a mountain or if you 're you know if, so, obviously, it's, it's a little bit harder in Texas to see mountains, but staring at things far away from us engages differently. And that, too, can switch on the brain. Yeah. So I wonder, like, just, I mean, it's, we only learn these things in hindsight. You exactly. know, like, how, how we're fucking us ourselves up in the human experiment that's going on right now.
1: I mean, the great thing, though, is, again, because the gok fruit is, is so concentrated, it only takes a teaspoon of it a day to get, all of it that you need and it doesn't really have any flavor to speak of so you can and and you the other interesting thing is is carotenoids are actually enhanced with heat very very few things nutritiously are enhanced with heat usually it degrades them so you know in its native preparation in soy gak, they put it in steaming rice Mm. and um so you can take it and you can put it in pasta. You can put it in rice. You can, you can throw it into anything. And throw it as, in a crock pot. It, it's not going to change the flavor. And again, you just need a teaspoon of it a day and you're fine. So I mean, you it, guys,
0: do you guys make this in, a, in a, just a straight liquid or do you we, put we it in make like
1: drinks? We make it uh, in, a, in a series of drinks that are seven different functions. But we also, we just come out, we make it in a, um, a powder. Uh, and it's also enhanced with marigold flour. Uh, which is higher in the lutein Uh So it's just a, a really powerhouse of, of carotenoids. Uh, the other aspect, of, you know, is most of us, you know, based on the uh, information I've read, are, are vitamin D deficient. We're vitamin D deficient because we've been, you know, we're scared to go out in the sun. And the reason most people are scared to go out in the sun is because they burn easily. They burn easily because, again, they don't have the carotenoids lining under their skin. And those carotenoids uh, basically um, keep that ultraviolet and blue light from penetrating because they penetrate the deepest into your skin and damaging your skin. So you actually can spend, it's like a natural sunscreen. Again, Mother Nature created these things for us to use, but because we've, Changed our, our you know the way we're produced, the way we process it. Um, we're not getting that, so you know we we don't go out in the sun, we don't get the vitamin D, and then, yeah, you can take vitamin D supplements, but that's not quite the same as actually getting out and you know because it's it's doing other things for
0: you too. It's yeah, it's, you know, it's affecting the circadian rhythm. It's doing things that that science is on the tip of the iceberg with. Yeah, you know. Uh, just the field too, like, uh, mitochondrial activation, how we process energy, the energy we gain from light, whether that's through our food and the colors of the rainbow or through the light itself coming from the sun. Uh, Chuck, years ago, did a series on the P-wave magnet, magnetization of the moon because it's reversing light waves from the sun and how that impacts everything from the soil to the plants to all beings on the planet. Yeah. You know, so I mean, we we really are just just scratching the tip of the iceberg when it comes to light therapy and different ways to to live optimally, but without getting so geeked out on science, simply returning, spending a portion of the day returning to way that, the way our ancestors lived is probably going to give us ninety percent of the benefit.
1: I, I think that's the most fascinating thing of my journey has been. You know, there, there's plants for almost everything, especially when you start combining some of them, Um, you know, it's, we've just gotten so far over into the, you know, the the pharmaceuticals and trying to create things of our own to, to fix things that we've just gotten way out of balance. I mean, if we'd go back to, you know, what has been working a lot longer than what we've been trying to do, I think it would solve a lot of problems. Yeah, and it's absolutely. just you know it's it's sad that that's not taught to people at an earlier age. There's too many there's too many business interests that uh, you know don't want that to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sick care system is what yeah. Rob Wolf calls it. Exactly. You know, it's, it's it's not a conspiracy. It just is. Yeah. You know, it's money driven on all levels. I mean, even even just uh just hospitals you know, people ask like, why, why <laughs> is COVID strong enough to kill influenza and all these other forms of, 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 death? Or is there a financial incentive? Yes, there's a financial incentive for somebody to die of COVID versus any other form of illness. It's yep. a, it doubles the hospital expense on paper. Exactly. You know, so yes, we're going to see that across the board, you know, and, and, and we have, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, those are those are harder realizations, but I think there is hope in mind when we understand that all of the things we need have been waiting for us right in the backyard, yep. you know. And, and people like you who travel the world and search for these things and find them and bring them back to the world, like that's an incredible gift.
1: Now that was that's the other thing that's that's fascinating to me is that you know you would think in today's you know age with information and everything that everything would be you know kind of known. And um, it's not. I mean, this is something that they've been using for thousands of years, you know, the fruit, and it's, it's virtually unknown outside of Southeast Asia. I mean, that, that's, that's just fascinating to me. It reminds me of another quote, says that the future's already here. It's just unequally distributed. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, it's just about taking something from one place and you know exposing it to another. So that that's really what I enjoy doing. And
0: yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful to, to have come across you, thanks to Paul, and um, beautiful to hear your story. You know, like you're, there there are many parallels. There's many parallels you had with Paul. I didn't realize Paul was fucking in, into oil drilling as well yeah, at some point. I yeah. mean, that guy's done absolutely everything under the I sun. Mean,
1: the first time I met him and he started telling me his, his story, I'm like, you know— the, it was like he was telling me, you know, my story. It's just, it was so many parallels. It was, it was interesting. Well, where can people find you? Uh, on, uh, for the feel free, it's, uh, the company's Botanic Tonics. So it's botanictonics.com. And then the GAC products are, uh, the company's GAC Life. So it's com. Awesome. And then we're also, um, um, uh, feel free is available in now close to a thousand stores uh, across the, the u.s um you can there's a store locator on the website that you can find that and uh gac is available also in a lot of stores
0: um in the store locator very cool well we got a coupon code for everybody check the show notes for it uh i'll mention it in the intro we always do intros after this but it has been excellent having you on brother
1: really appreciate it enjoyed it yeah thank you enjoyed the view <laughs>